This is the Falcon Twin Podcast from falcontwin.com. I'm Pod Pinhead Brendan, and in this podcast I plan to pontificate about painting programs. One painting program in particular, actually, called Art Rage. Art Rage is a digital painting program that is designed to simulate natural media. You might be familiar with a program called Corel Painter. I've mentioned it once or twice on the Falcon Twin site. Art Rage is very similar to that. It doesn't have the range of tools that Corel Painter does, but it's also less than a tenth the cost. Many of Painter's tools also aren't necessarily replicas of real-world painting tools. A lot of them are, but there are a lot of ones that really don't exist on any Painter's toolbox. Art Rage, on the other hand, is a very... it's a smaller number of tools, and they're all a more strictly realistic set of things that you might actually have available when you're painting on something. What a natural media painting program does, as opposed to, say, Photoshop, is that it tries to simulate what it would be like if you were painting with real paints, or using real chalk, or crayon, or pencils, or whatever. That's what Painter does. This is also what Art Rage does. Art Rage is available for the Mac and the PC, and it's $20 which is a hell of a price, especially after you hear all the things that it can do. As far as I know, you cannot use one license for both the Mac and the PC, so if you buy the PC version of the full version of the program, you can only use that on the PC. There is a demo version available for both the Mac and the PC, of course, that lacks some of the tools and features, as such as layers, for instance, but it has the same basic painting engine, so if you can grab that, you can experiment with it and see exactly how the painting stuff works. Like I said, you won't be able to get to use all of the tools, but you can certainly see how some of the more important ones like the pencil and the oil paints work. Installation and purchasing, very easy. There is a site called Kagi, which I've heard of before, so I, I think they're relatively well established, that offers the digital download through for these guys, the Mac and the PC version. It was probably 10 minutes from the time that I went to the site to buy it until I had the program up and running, if that. Basically, you know, you give them your credit card number and they send you an email with a link to download it and a key that you input into the program and then you're up and running. Art Rage was obviously intended for use with a tablet. You can use it with the mouse and unfortunately a few people in the forums really seem bound and determined to try to do that. But if you do, you're really sort of missing the point. What it is really best at is simulating actually, you know, using real strokes like you would if you were actually painting. and. If you're trying to do that, there's just no way that a mouse is going to do the job for you. You can get a small Graphire tablet from Wacom for about $90 if you look around online, and probably a lot less, actually, if you shop around. So it's not all that hard to get your hands on something like that. I personally think, you know, if you buy one of these tablets, you do get a bunch of software bundled with it. You usually get a copy of Photoshop Elements. You usually get a Painter Essentials. Personally, I think that these guys should see if they can get some sort of bundle deal with Wacom and have their painting software bundled with it instead of Painter because frankly I think that Art Rage is a much friendlier and more accessible introduction to digital painting than Corel Painter which even in the Essentials version can be kind of overwhelming and Corel Painter has been kind of saddled by its interface over the years and Corel Painter has stripped most of that out of their program by now but there's still bits of it sort of in there that you can feel whereas Art Rage is a whole lot more streamlined and, and doesn't have a lot of cruft left over from years and years and years of sort of stripping away all the stupidity that Painter does. Art Rage is actually fun enough to use that I might actually consider drawing stuff on the PC now from time to time. Not pages, because there's just no way I'm going to be able to do that in a reasonable amount of time. But if you've listened to the interview I did with uh, the Broodloss brothers from Alpha Shade, you'll know that I do almost no drawing on the PC, which you know, so using Art Rage to do that would be a pretty big change for me. 
I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the tools in ArtRage. The first, biggest, most obvious one is the paintbrush. This simulates oil paint, and it's really pretty amazing the way that it does it. I mean, it just, it really feels very natural. You have a choice between having the brush automatically cleaned after every stroke that you paint on the canvas, or you can turn that off, and then as you paint, it will pick up paint from the canvas that you're actually painting on top of, and that'll blend in with what you're actually painting with. Really interesting. And you can use that tool for blending also. It's not very great for that, and I'll get a little bit more into that later on. And it also, it has a very nice effect where the harder you press on the paintbrush, the more obvious the actual depth of the paint is and the thickness of the paint that you're laying down. And you can actually push the paint around quite a little bit, and it's sort of interesting to watch and, and play around with. Also, it does seem to keep track of how much paint you actually have loaded on the brush. So if you start doing one big long stroke that just goes and goes and goes and goes, eventually you're going to run out of paint, just like in real life. So your brush stroke is actually going to kind of sputter out and eventually run out of paint. Really nice. It also has a pencil tool, which is more or less a pencil tool. It respects the paper grain, as most of the other tools do. It doesn't support the tilt function, which would be kind of nice if it did. I'll talk about that a little bit more. And there are people outside who are yelling, and I don't know if you can hear them. Hopefully not. Anyway, so it does have the pencil tool, which respects the paper grain and is really quite easy to use. And there's going to be some stuff I'm going to show you in the forums later on. There is a palette knife tool, which is a palette knife. You can take it to kind of smear around the paint. You can also use that for a little bit of blending, but it's not great. There is an airbrush tool which is a pretty standard style airbrush. It respects the direction and tilt of your pen if you have a tablet that can detect that. It doesn't simulate to the extreme degree of realism that Corel Painter does, where Corel Painter is actually like spitting out individual little tiny droplets of paint. It doesn't go quite that far, but it does has a very nice airbrushy look. Which actually, now that I think about it, I don't think that it actually has all that much little grit in it, which might be a nice thing for them to add, unless I missed it. It has a chalks tool, which are pretty much chalks. It's almost just like a big pencil, basically, where it's fairly wide, fairly fat, and it just lays down a bunch of chalk on the canvas. And the harder you press, the more the chalk will go into the little divots in the paper. There is a glitter tool, which you can use to sprinkle glitter on the canvas. I'd say this is probably the lamest of the tools in the program. I mean, none of the tools are really lame, but this one, I think, is sort of gratuitous. It's really, I think, there for the group of people who just kind of want to dink around with the program but aren't really going to use it to actually produce anything. I personally would never use it for anything, but I guess it's, you know, it's there. So if you think that that's great, then you can use that. There is a paint roller, which just rolls down big stripes of paint on the canvas. There is a paint tube, which leaves gigantic thick glops of paint. It has a big, long, thick, deep, like three-dimensional trail. And it's actually sort of interesting the way that you can interact with some of the stuff from the paint tube. There is an eyedropper, which is the same as any eyedropper you've ever used in any graphics program in the history of time. It just picks up color from the canvas. There is a felt marker, which actually does seem to do a fairly decent job of simulating felt markers, and especially the way that they interact. So if you draw one stroke in red, and then you draw a green stroke across of it, you'll get a, a smear of the red inside the green stroke, which is pretty interesting. If you don't want that to happen, I think that there is a way that you can eliminate that that option or you can paint it on a different layer and there is a crayon tool I don't really know what the difference is between the crayon and the chalk uh, I think that they interact with the palette knife and some of the smudging stuff a little bit differently whereas one smears and one smudges it seems like an awfully fine distinction to me and when I did check them out I didn't see a big difference between the two tools 
And the final tool in ArtRage is the eraser, which erases. It's nothing spectacular or fancy. It's just your common garden variety eraser, and it does a very good job. Now I'll talk about the interface. The interface for ArtRage, when you fire it up, and this is on the PC version, which I reviewed for reasons I'll explain later, you just basically get one gigantic canvas that maximizes to your entire screen. It does leave the taskbar visible, which is very nice, although you can set it so that it will cover the entire screen if you want. The interface as a whole in ArtRage is not really a very standard interface. It's not a standard Mac interface. It's not a standard PC interface. It's got very soft and big and rounded and white sort of windows and buttons and everything that you interact with, which normally I'm not a very big proponent of coming up with your own UI elements because there's always problems with it. And especially if you've done any Windows programming, you understand exactly what a pain in the ass it is to make UI components that actually obey all the rules that they're supposed to. But that being said, I did get used to ArtRage's user interface in no time, basically. So it wasn't bad. Although, first impression is kind of like, what on earth? It looks nice, but it will sort of surprise you, at least uh, the first time you, you try it out. There are some weird little effects on the interface that are kind of fun. Like when a dialogue appears, it doesn't just pop onto the screen the way that a normal dialogue box would. They have this weird little sort of distortion rippling effect that causes the dialogue boxes to appear. It's kind of fun to watch. It's the sort of thing that you'll just sit there and play with it for a minute or two just when you first see it. The ways that you control the settings on the brushes are very nice. There's a sort of circular scroll bar for each of maybe three or four settings that each of the tools will have. And so, you know, the settings might be pressure or loading if you're using the paintbrush, that sort of thing. And they sort of have a, a circle that you can click in to set the amount. And so at the you know, top, just to the right of center is 0%. At the top, just to the left of center is 100%. And then, you know, say straight down is 50%. If you want to set the amount precisely, you can click in the circle at exactly that spot. Or you can click and drag in an, in an arc to sort of set the amount. And if you don't feel like getting goofy with that, you can just click on the big button right in the middle of that circular scroll bar and just drag up and down, and then that will set the amount. It's probably sounding incredibly complicated the way I've just described it, but as a matter of fact, it's actually extremely easy to use. If you want to adjust the pressure on the brush, you just tap in that thing and just drag up and down, and you just adjust the pressure, and there it goes. If you even don't want to do that, you can just click once right in the middle of the scroll bar and it gets you a little numerical text box that you can type in exactly the amount that you want. Each of the tools that ArtRage has on the settings has a little reset button that you can just use to set it back to the default settings, which is a very nice thing because I'm sort of obsessive compulsive about that kind of stuff and I like to be able to get exactly to the way that it was initially and so having that reset button is a really great thing for me. One of the best features in ArtRage, and I would say almost just the single feature that if there was one thing to sell it, this would be it, is the canvas rotation. Now in the past I've talked about, and this also comes from that Alpha Shade interview, that I have difficulty drawing in any direction except from lower left to upper right. And so for me, one of the reasons that I draw on paper almost exclusively instead of drawing on the computer is because if you're drawing on the computer and you don't have the ability to rotate the canvas, you have to start drawing in weird angles that you're not used to and that might be very difficult for you and you got to position your arm in strange ways and it's very uncomfortable and you tend to get very poor lines. Well what ArtRage has is it has the ability to just rotate the entire canvas and what's great about it is that it's very fast and it's extremely easy to use. You just hold down the R key and just drag left and right and the whole thing just rotates incredibly smoothly and not only does it rotate smoothly in terms of like frame rate, 
but it also rotates smoothly in terms of how the painting looks as you rotate it. Painter has the ability to rotate the canvas too, but once you rotate it off of you know the 90 degree axes, it sort of falls apart because it's not using very good filtering. Art Rage has amazingly good canvas rotation, and it just makes it so much easier to actually draw if you know if you have to draw an angle that you just normally can't do. Just boop, rotate the canvas, draw it, and then hit the D key to reset it, and everything goes back to normal. And that's another thing that's very nice, is that you can just press that one key, and then boom, the canvas position, the scale, and the rotation will all just reset immediately. And the only thing that I would criticize about that is that the only way you'll find that feature is by reading the documentation. And this is something I'm going to talk about in a little bit. There also is, of course, a canvas zoom, which is not like Photoshop where you open the zoom tool and then click to zoom in and then click to zoom in and click to zoom in. In ArtRage, if you want to zoom in, you hold down the Z key and then drag left and right, and the whole thing zooms and shrinks very smoothly and very easily. There is a color samples panel, which kind of clings to the right-hand edge of the screen and is just a little tiny box that has little wells for all the colors that you might want to use. And by default, it only has five little wells, and you think, uh-oh, what if I need more? Well, they're smart enough that as soon as you fill up the fourth, it adds an extra one. Or actually, as soon as you fill up the fifth, it adds an extra one. And so you can just keep adding colors if you need to get those colors back to paint with really quickly. And if you want to get rid of them, you just right-click in the box, boom, that color goes away. Very nice, very simple, very easy to use, and just a great thing if you're, again, like me, kind of anal about how you paint, and you want to have exactly the same color you had last time, that's perfect. The interface, in general, all kind of clings to the edge of the screen. You've got the brush settings that cling to the left, you've got the color thing that clings to the right, the menus kind of cling to the top, and the layer stuff clings to the bottom, the color is at the bottom right, and the tools are at the bottom left. And a nice little feature of the interface is that if you end up painting sort of near the interface elements, they'll actually sort of move out of the way so that they don't obscure the canvas you're going to be painting on. Now, in ArtRage, there is no ruler of any kind, and there's not even, you can't even hold down shift and just draw straight horizontal and vertical lines. You have to do everything freehand. I don't know if this is because they're trying really, really hard to do the super realistic thing where in real life you can't hold down shift and draw with your pencil. I'm not sure that's really a big win to not leave that feature in, or if maybe they just haven't gotten around to doing it and it's somewhere on their to-do list towards the lower priority stuff. The program does support some Photoshop keys, particularly the big important ones like holding down the spacebar to drag the canvas around. So it's fairly easy to transition. I was flying with it in a few minutes. The program does have a option to flip the canvas horizontally and vertically. The only thing about it is that it's only temporary, and so you have to hold down the H key to flip the canvas horizontally, and you have to hold down the V key to flip it vertically. You can't paint as long as it's flipped, and you know it's, it's only as long as you hold the key down. Now, of course, being able to flip your canvas is actually a very important feature, even though it sounds like, why on earth would you need that? Well, flipping the image left to right is a great way to spot errors, because if something is wrong, for whatever reason, our brains don't really recognize it if we're just looking at it the way it's drawn. But if you take that image and look at it flipped left to right, all of a sudden you can start to spot the errors. And this is something that I do all the time when I'm drawing Falcon Twin. Is I'll just take the paper, lift it up, put it up to the light, and look through the back of it and see where something is going wrong. And it really, I use it all the time. And it helps me catch a lot of stuff that would otherwise creep in and look really kind of funky. 
And this is another feature that really isn't visible anywhere in the UI. The only way you'll find it, as far as I know, is to look in the manual. I, I went through all the menus, which aren't very extensive. I didn't see it, so as far as I know, that feature, the feature to reset the zoom and the rotation and that kind of stuff, is only documented in the manual. So this is one of those applications that you really can't just jump into and start flying without the manual. Because, well, you can, but you're going to be missing out on some stuff that might be otherwise helpful to you. Now, I'm personally all in favor of not overcomplicating the UI. I mean, I'm a big fan of Alan Cooper's books on UI design, but personally, I do think that a easier way, or any way at all, to discover these sort of features, short of having to read the manual, a way to discover them inside of the application would be a really nice thing to have, because that way, you know, you could start to use some of these features that, I mean, someone had to sit down and code, right? Development effort went into these, and they're there, and they're definitely helpful, especially stuff like this flip horizontal option, and so if they were more discoverable, I think that would be a really great thing they could do to improve the program. Uh, along the same lines, there aren't really all that many tooltips in the program. I think there are some, but especially on the tools down at the lower left, I don't think they have tooltips. At least I've never been able to get them to come up. And some of the icons are fairly obvious what they do. The paintbrush, well, that's the paintbrush. But some of the other ones tend to look kind of similar, and until you memorize what the, the icons are, they don't make a heck of a lot of sense. So tooltips there would have been pretty nice, uh, especially, again, for people like me who don't read the manual first, because all of the stuff is documented in the manual. On to the actual painting in Art Rage. Art Rage really, I think, nails the feeling of pushing paint around and the feeling of pencil on paper. The, mainly the painting is really impressive. It seems like they're really doing a great job simulating actual paint. If you use the paint tube and then get out the palette knife and smear it around, you can actually watch it sort of thin out as you're doing it, which is really interesting. The stylus tracking in the program is very good, and when you do your strokes, it does apply smoothing to them to correct sampling problems. And as far as I've seen, Painter has been sort of the king for this. Photoshop has it. It's good, but not wonderful. Painter has always been really, really good with the, the stylus tracking and, and the smoothing of the strokes. And Art Rage, I'd say, as far as I can tell, is every bit as good. And that's a, a kind of important feature because, you know, the program is checking where the position of the stylus is every so often. And unless you put smoothing on that sort of stroke, you're going to get, you know, a line segment connected to a line segment connected to a line segment. And it's not going to look like you're painting anything at all. It's going to look very artificial and computery. And so their smoothing and the tracking is very, very good in Art Rage. The, as I mentioned, the paintbrush has a really sort of neat texture, the way that you press harder and you'll get more paint actually deposited on the canvas and it actually sort of builds up and you can see the thickness of it and the lighting. Really cool. There, you can't make really gigantic brushes to paint with like you can in Photoshop. I mean, sometimes when I'm doing Falcon Twin Pages, I want really gigantic huge brushes, like 300 pixels plus, to do large fills. You can't really do that. The brushes in Art Rage all go from 0 to 100%. And I don't know exactly what it's a percentage of, but they go from 0 to 100%. And if you want something bigger, well, I think you're pretty much stuck. That's a fairly minor complaint. It's not something you end up needing a whole lot, but it would be nice if there was some way to, you know, crank the speakers up to 11. All of the tools do respect the paper texture, which you can change. The, as far as I know, I don't think the paintbrush, actually, I think the paintbrush probably does once you run out of paint. But, you know, when you're laying down big, thick globs of paint, there's not really obviously much paper texture going to throw, show through, but the chalk and the pencil all do show through the paper texture. 
there are no selection tools in ArtRage, which is kind of interesting. So you can't do things like masking, and I suppose that that goes with their goal of having a very realistic set of tools in the program. But in real life, you know, you can put masking tape on a, on a canvas and paint over top of it and then remove it. So, you know, you could use masking. There is no selection tools at all in the thing. I mean, even if you weren't actually using sort of a paintable mask or something, you can't even just use a rectangular marquee to move stuff around. And I, have, of course, am a quick mask whore in Photoshop. I mean, I use it all the time. When I was working at a company called Blue Sky here in San Diego, one of the artists that I work with said that it is the most useful tool in Photoshop is, is quick mask. And, you know, not using Photoshop all that much at the time, I just sort of said, okay, but sure enough, I've been doing Falcon Twin, and it's just one of the most important things I do to get those selections just right. And not having that in ArtRage kind of feels like working without a safety net. I could probably live without Quick Mask, although it would be nice to have. But at the very least, just a way to sort of reposition stuff, because in ArtRage, the canvas does have a finite size. And so if you hit the edge of the canvas, there's no way to just take everything and move it. So you know, suppose you ended up drawing too far down. There's no way to take everything and move it up. You have to sort of resize the canvas and you know, cut off the top part and then expand the bottom part. And it would be easier if there were just a way to take the entire thing and kind of move it. This, I think, might be a sort of consequence of them taking the everything's realistic bit a little too far. Although it might also just be something that maybe they considered doing or planned to do, but was just a lower priority than getting the painting tools right. And if that was the expense is not being able to scroll the canvas around, then, I mean, you can scroll it around, but not being able to drag stuff around the canvas, then I think they probably made the right choice because the painting tools are really amazing. Something to understand when you're using this program is that it isn't Photoshop. If you've used Painter, Painter tries really hard to be Photoshop. And especially if you read the text on the boxes of the most recent versions of Painter, they go out of their way to tell you how much their program is like Photoshop, and we can import PSDs, and we can do all kinds of stuff, and, you know, we have layers too, and all that stuff. Um, actually, I should point out that ArtRage can import PSDs, although I never tried it, so I don't know how good it is, and it does have layers. But Painter really tries very hard to be like Photoshop, and it never really pulls it off very well. And so, if you understand that ArtRage isn't Photoshop, and isn't trying to be then you'll probably be less kind of annoyed about the occasional stuff from Photoshop that you wish for but realize wasn't there. It did take a, a little bit of concentration or attention sometimes to break a couple of the PS habits I had acquired, you know, expecting to have the ability to do quick masks or drag the you know elements around the canvas. That stuff, obviously, like I said, isn't there. And once you get used to it, you just sort of accept that, okay, basically I've got a digital piece of paper and I've got some digital pencils and digital paintbrushes and that's how this is. There is no tool in ArtRage that seems to be particularly well suited for coloring under line art. And this is something that I'll, I'll post some examples of in the forum as well. They have the felt marker, which kind of works. They've got the paintbrush, which kind of works, but they they don't seem to have a really good tool for just laying down color underneath the line art. I didn't spend all that much time with the marker. Most of the time I spent was with the pencil and the paintbrush. So maybe the marker is really good for that, but it doesn't seem to have a really, really great tool for that. There's also no watercolor tool, which I think is probably one of the biggest obvious additions that they could make to, to improve the program as far as you know, natural media kind of tools go. I don't know exactly how detailed they would want to be with a simulation on that. Painter has a digital watercolor, which is sort of a simple watercolor, 
and then they've got a realistic watercolor, which is unbelievably realistic. I mean, you paint a stroke, and you can actually see the little tiny bits of paint dissolving into the water as it dribbles down the canvas. It's kind of ridiculous, actually. But, you know, even a simple sort of watercolor tool might not be a bad idea because, you know, it's a sort of very beautiful painting element that would probably be well suited to that program. There is no blender tool in ArtRage, as far as I can tell. And a lot of people who do paint with painter use quote-unquote blenders uh, extensively. They'll paint one big block of color and then they'll paint another big block of color next to it. And then they'll use a blender tool to blend one into the other. There doesn't seem to be a tool like that that's dedicated to that purpose as far as I can tell in ArtRage. You can kind of use the palette knife for a little bit of it, but it doesn't really seem to do a great job at that. Obviously you can use the paintbrush for some of it, but again you're sort of fighting it in the sense that sometimes it's going to be laying down color when you want it to blend, sometimes it's going to be blending when you want it to lay down color. And so I think that's something that you really sort of have to work with a little bit before you master how it works. And again, I think that some of this is just me and my unfamiliarity with these kind of natural media tools is that I haven't done a lot of painting. And when I did paint, it was with acrylic, not oil. So, you know, they behave a little bit differently and it will take time for me to adjust to understanding how exactly that stuff works. And But this, on the other hand, is also maybe another instance of the no unrealistic tools kind of mantra. Now, this is not something they've ever stated, but this is something that I've come to the conclusion of. This may be another instance of their sort of determination to have no tools that don't exist in real life. And again, maybe just taking a little bit too far because, you know, a little decent blender sort of brush might not be a bad addition. That would be kind of nice to have. They have a tracing tool in ArtRage, which is almost too powerful. I mean, it's the only complaint I have about it is that when you go into edit the settings, you can accidentally reposition the tracing image underneath your actual drawing, and there's no way to undo it or cancel it, which they definitely need to fix. But otherwise, the tracing tool is incredibly powerful. I mean, you just load up a tracing image, and it's just right there underneath your canvas for you to draw upon. You can change the opacity. You can change the position. The only thing is that you have to actually go into the settings of the tracing image to adjust the opacity. It's not like the brushes where it's right there alongside of the screen. It would be kind of nice if you could have another little dial there that would adjust the opacity and maybe one or two of the other settings of the tracing image if there are any. Uh, you can actually toggle the tracing image on and off entirely with a shortcut, so that kind of mitigates that a little bit. That's another one of those keyboard shortcuts that's not documented except, well, it's documented, but it's only in the manual. It's not in the program itself. But the tracing tool is incredibly powerful, and I'm going to post some samples to the forums, and you'll see exactly how powerful it is. You can actually use this mode where it will sample the colors from the painting or from the tracing image that you're actually painting from. And so you don't even need to do that. You, know, you don't even need to sample the colors from the image. You just load the tracing image, whip out the paintbrush, and just start painting. And it's automatically using the colors from the image that you're painting from. And it's almost like, oh my god, this is just sort of a tool for complete newbies to start doing stuff that looks like they actually have some painting abilities. But it really is an incredibly powerful feature, and it's, it's sort of fun to, to play around with. And that's another one that I'll post on the forums, too, when I post this podcast. Another sort of reference tool that they have in ArtRage are reference pictures, which are unlike the tracing image, which is underneath your, your canvas, the reference images are actually loaded on top of the canvas and display on top of the canvas, and they've got a little push pin in them, and you can resize them, and you can drag them, and you can rotate them. The only thing that I sort of dislike about the reference pictures is that they don't rotate with the canvas. So it, in, if you're using a reference picture extensively and you have to rotate the canvas to get a curve, that sort of 
undermines the benefit of being able to rotate the canvas is because you can't see the curve to, to actually duplicate it. I think part of this is on purpose because if you want to drag the canvas out from underneath the reference pictures, you know, you wouldn't want those to be tacked at the canvas. The other thing, well, there are two other things that are not so great about the reference pictures is that one, you don't get a preview of the image in the load dialog. So unlike Photoshop, where, and this is definitely a feature that they probably should swipe from Photoshop, where when you op when you hover over an image in the open dialog, it will actually show you a little preview. ArtRage doesn't do that, so you have to know exactly what image you're loading. And if you've got a bunch of stuff that's named more or less the same, it's going to be kind of hard to find which one it is without opening a couple of them and then seeing. Also, the performance on the reference images seems to be a bit sluggish. They don't move very fast, they don't rotate very fast, they don't scale very fast, which is kind of interesting because the rest of the program just flies, absolutely flies. Uh, it's, like I mentioned, the canvas rotation is extremely fast. I mean, even if you're running at 1600 by 1200, I don't know how they do it. I don't know if they're opening a DirectX layer and using the video accelerator to do it or what, but for whatever reason, all that kind of stuff runs really fast, but the references the images, they just they don't run so well. And so that's something that I think could probably be improved as well. On the technical side, there is no universal binary out yet for the Intel Macs. Now, for those of you who don't know much about Mac, basically they used to use PowerPC processors. Now they use Intel processors. And those two processors are not mutually compatible. So a lot of applications for the Macintosh have been over the last year or so since the Intel announcement was made compiled with both a PowerPC and an Intel version inside one application. Right now, and that's called a universal binary, right now there is no universal binary for ArtRage. They say they've been working on it, and I've seen some posts in the forums. Last time I checked, which was maybe a week or so ago, they still hadn't made any updates on it in the last month or two. So whether or not that's imminent is yet to be seen. I'm sure that they understand that it's something they really need to do because all of the Macs are going to be Intel by the end of the year, so they're not really going to have much choice. Now, that being said, you can run the program on a Mac that is, has an Intel processor. It's just not going to be as fast as it would be if it were running the native code, because uh, OS, well, all the Intel Macs come with software that can run all the PowerPC stuff in emulation, and it actually runs relatively well, considering the fact that it is running the entire program in emulation. That being said, I would probably hold off if you do have an Intel Mac, wait until they release their universal binary version, and, and then you can jump on it. The most noticeable lag is when you're using a big paintbrush, because that appears to be where it's doing most of its simulation and, and hard work. For stuff like the pencil brush, you know, the pencil is really small, and it doesn't fill up a whole lot of area, and there's not a lot of simulation it has to do, so that stuff is just as fast as it would be on the PC. And I will say that once the universal binary version does come out for the Mac, then I'm almost definitely going to pick that up because it's 20 bucks. Why wouldn't I? And I bet this thing will absolutely fly on an Intel Core Duo. Now, on the PC version of the program, I had absolutely no lag at all on my system, which is an AMD Athlon 64 3700+. Even when I made the paintbrush as big as I possibly could and was just dragging it all over the place as fast as I could, and I didn't experience any lag at all. It performed extremely well. It actually seems to lag a little bit more with the mouse, and I don't know what that's about. I was using the mouse to just test some stuff out, like the difference between the chalk and the crayons, and I was actually seeing some lag, but when I was using the paintbrush, I never saw any lag at all. So, you know, if you're using the tablet, that's probably not even going to be an issue for you. 
There is a little bit of support for pen tilt and direction if you're using a, a tablet. The Intuos tablet on the Wacom can also detect what angle the pen is from the tablet and also what direction you're sort of pointing it in. The airbrush tool in ArtRage does support that, but that's about the only thing as far as I can tell that does. It would be nice if the pencil tool supported that so that you could use different angles of holding the pencil for varied shading, like if you held it sort of with the tip touching it, then it would use a sharper line for the, for the pencil. And then if maybe you held it sort of angle edge on to the tablet, then it would use the side of the pencil to do large fills. That would be pretty nice. So if they're going to do an improvement, you know, an upgrade to the program, that would probably be a nice thing to add. The default image format to export on ArtRage is Ping, for which I give them mad props because I am a huge supporter of the ping format. I think it's one of the best image formats out there. It's lossless. It has support for 8-bit, 24-bit, grayscale, you name it. It's a really great format, and so the fact that they were smart enough to actually use that is really sort of a strong statement of the fact that these people are competent and know what's up when it comes to image formats, because, I mean, there's stuff out there that will turn around and save things in JPEG format by default. And if you actually want to, you know, do decent quality images, JPEG is just the last thing you want to use because it's a lossy compression format and your image is going to look worse. So using Ping is brilliant and I think it was awesome for them to do that. Unlike Photoshop files, the icons for the ArtRage uh, files don't don't show up as, as thumbnails. Now if you have Photoshop in Windows Explorer, you will see that all the Photoshop files have actual little icons that represent what the Photoshop file is. That doesn't happen in with ArtRage. I don't know about the Finder in Macintosh. Maybe those do get icons since it seems like more applications on the Mac do that. The manual for the program is very good. It has a very straightforward nature. There's no nothing super fancy and ridiculous about it. It's a bit Spartan, actually. There's no kooky, crazy borders and backgrounds and stuff like that. But it's just a good, straightforward manual. It tells you what, need to, what you need to know. It seems to be quite thorough. And as I've said a couple of times, it's definitely worth reading because there are some options in the program that you might miss if you were just playing around. There's D, which will reset the canvas defaults, and H and V to flip the canvas horizontally and vertically. All in all, ArtRage is a fantastic, fun little piece of software. The developers obviously put a lot of work into it. The degree of polish is extremely high, and as I've said, the interface is a good example of that. You can tell that there, there aren't a lot of seams in the program. It all is sort of consistent and solid. I used it, and I never had any crashes. It seemed to run very fast. It doesn't take up a lot of system resources. The program itself is pretty small. It's just a really great, solid little core of an application, which I just love to see. It's great to see a program that is... It doesn't try to reach too far and end up sort of tripping over itself, which I think is maybe kind of what Painter does sometimes. Our Rage doesn't have the mind-boggling customizability of Painter. You don't have the gazillion tools that are shipped with it by default, and you don't have the brush creator that lets you make all kinds of tools that you could never even begin to imagine in an alternate reality. But in return, what you get is a program that's very easy to get up and running with right away. Uh, I mentioned a couple years ago on the Falcon Twin site that I had picked up a copy of Painter, and it just basically languished entirely unused on my hard drive for two years. And within a week of picking up ArtRage, I decided to sell it because, you know, I wasn't using it, and I would, if I were going to do painting or drawing on the computer, I'd be using ArtRage for it. So hopefully the new owner will be able to tap into its power, the power of Painter, 
that is more than I did, and she got a great deal on it, on it anyway, so even if she can't, then she can just turn around and sell it to someone else for probably more than she paid for it. Once I sat down to actually start using ArtRage, I was on a roll and drawing within 30 minutes, and even I wound up getting a bit of a late start on one of the Falcon Twin pages because I was so into drawing, and I was like, this is great, this is awesome. And I just sort of ended up postponing the starting the drawing on the Falcon Twin page just because I was enjoying ArtRage so much. For the purposes of the review, I did do some samples, which I will post in the forums. And I will also post a link to the homepage for the program and some tutorials. The stuff that I did will demonstrate the tracing tool, the way that the reference images work, the basic sort of sketching with, within the program. I'm also working on a portrait of one of my City of Villains characters, which I'm not sure I'll be able to have it done by Wednesday, or for that matter, I'm not sure I'll ever finish it at all. But I'll at least post up what I have completed. I've finished the sketch, and I'm working on the painting part of it, which is sort of where my weak spot is. So we'll see how that goes. But at any rate, you'll get to see how that works out. All in all, I'd say for $20, Art Rage is an absolute steal if you have any interest in drawing on the computer. If you already have and use Painter, it doesn't really offer anything in the way of functionality that you don't already have, but you might still appreciate it just for the speed with which you can just start jamming with the program and getting in there and drawing. Painter is, you know, there's a couple of steps involved in getting a canvas open and maximizing it and getting your tools all set up. With Art Rage, you run it and boom, it's immediately up there with the canvas and just says, start drawing, it's ready to go. If you don't already have Painter, but you're thinking of getting into digital painting or just want to doodle on your computer, you got a little Graphire tablet that you bought, then this is just a great choice to test out the waters, especially if you're thinking about buying Painter, but you're not sure you want to drop the $300, whatever it costs these days. You know, for $20, you can get this awesome, awesome painting program that'll probably just do really, really well for you for a long time. And then maybe if you feel that you want to get something a lot more powerful, then you can consider taking the leap and getting Painter. So... I definitely recommend this program to anyone with an interest in getting started painting on their PC. I give it three out of three brand new kneaded rubber erasers. If you have questions or comments, you can email them to me via the link on the homepage. You can send me a voicemail via the send me an audio button on the podcast page, or you can post something in the forums, maybe in that thread that I'm going to post about ArtRage. Some of the music provided tonight was from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com. So there. <laughs>